go get her. Play out of line. Play boy, I got 10 on your feet. Call shit. I'm minor. 20-inch rider. Player. And you can ride right beside me. You can ride your ball and VCR take popper. Neighborhood naked flick rider. Borderline. Ryan is my partner, and girl is my number one chick, and cash money rappers gonna run the nation with these hits, play boy, you can be this ship, and another episode of Saints and Sinners, baby, uh, Tuesday, what is that date? Oh, you know what day it is, as I look it up, it's August 18th. 2020. Uh-huh. Shit, get me out of this year. <laughs> hey, 2020, man. Fuck it, right? Um, it's, hey, it's dude, yeah, pretty bad. Talk about today. Hey, I'm going to throw a little shout out. We talk about a little financial show. I'm not saying I'm a freaking, you know, I'm not the wolf of Wall Street or anything, but I did talk about Home Depot, man. Home Depot just killed their second quarter sales. That stock's about to be fire, dude. That stock's about to go through the roof. about to go ape shit. That stock's like the New Orleans Saints right now, man. Um, it, it's big time, dude. I just want to say, people look into that stock game a little bit. You know, we bring up a little financial shit on here because we're going to delve into some more shit. You know, we're going to get into all kinds of topics, music, financial stuff, man. You know, to help make that extra cash to get you living in that nice house somewhere where you ain't got to do nothing after the age of, like, 45, hopefully. But uh, anyway, man, let, let's get into sports because that's what we do best, man. We we talk sports better than we do anything else. I think we do. But uh, what you think, man? The big news over the weekend. Uh, Alvin Gentry. Yeah, what the fuck you doing, bro? You need to tell him about the uh, about the stock minute, man. You, you... I mean, do we want to get that deep into? We got so much shit to talk about, man. But I'll, I'll look. I'll throw this out there. See, Walmart and Home Depot stocks. This is how this shit works, man. With Wall Street, I figured this shot a little bit, man. The stock is down today. If you go look at the stock symbol HD, Google HD. Stock. Go Google WMT stock. Walmart and Home Depot stocks are down today. Because you know what's happening? These rich assholes who've been, you know, day traders, you know, these, you know, gazillionaires, they buy this shit really low. It's almost like they force the market low. You know what I'm saying? They drive it low. These two companies just killed their quarters. This is just a little insight. This is my little tidbit of the day. Like I say, stocks buy low, sell high, say it every week. Right now, these fuckers have dropped the price for the day. You know, several dollars a share. Because you know what they're going to do? They're going to go tomorrow. This shit's going to go through the roof. They may even drop it a second day, but it's going to go through the roof. You can't kill the numbers the way both of those companies did, Walmart Home Depot, and not have that stock go through the roof. And we talk about with Sherman Williams. I mean, made a killing, dude. Netflix is starting to bounce back. I'm telling you, you got to watch these guys. You got to be the stock market, man. It's a little crazy, but you hold on to it. You look and see Google what these companies are doing performance wise, and you can make some money. But got to play the game, man. You can't be too scared and you can't be too stupid. You know, you got to be sensible about both So you can't make money if you don't play the game. Absolutely, dude. And and speaking of which, man, the Pels will be playing games next year without Alvin Gentry. I think, you know, I heard a little bit of rejoicing around the Metro New Orleans area Saturday when news broke. Uh, Like I said, man, I never hated Alvin Gentry, man. I really root for the guy. But – the, the fact that he replaced Monty Williams to me when Monty should have never been fired. I mean, a lot of people still here have a, a lot of affection for Monty Williams, and rightfully so. I think he's a great coach, great human being, and he's been through a lot. So we all root for Monty. But 
I think that's what killed a lot of people about Gentry, the way he came in and replaced Monty. Dell Dems making that horrible move. And the fact that this team is too talented, they never played defense in his five years here. Look, as a Lakers fan, man, you tell me, what have you seen? I know you, you don't like the space, and I'm not – I mean, I get what you're saying. I, I still think they need another shooter or two, but about Alvin Gentry's system, what do you see that's the biggest flaw? I mean, it's got to be just the defense, right? I mean, you see – I think the defense supersedes everything. Well, it's not only – I mean, the defense obviously um, is an issue. Um, they – I mean, this doesn't seem like they have much of a system. I mean, um, you know, most offenses are either motion offenses or um, or heavily pick and roll offense, and it just right. it, it kind of seemed like they really didn't have a clue as to what they were supposed to be doing at times. I mean, you know, they they would either throw it to uh, Ingram and or throw it to Zion and tell him to make a play, but right. they have a cohesive offense. Um, uh, you know, the defense is obviously a problem. And, uh, I mean, the offense just went in the toilet so many times down the stretch in the fourth quarter where they had games that were winnable and they would just find a way to lose these games. I mean, some of it's youth. I mean, we can say some of it's youth, uh, some of it's defense, some of it's the fact that teams packed the paint in the fourth quarter in the last six minutes of the game and, and dare you know, us to find somebody that can make a three outside of uh, – outside of JJ Reddick. Um, right. But, you know, uh, it's, it's a lot of, it's a, it's a culmination of things. Um, and obviously yeah. Alvin Gentry is very w- much well liked by the organization. Nobody can say a bad word about him as a man, right. but right. I mean, you know, the, the proof is in the pudding. We all saw that they stuck yeah. it up uh, in this bubble. And I think that's what ultimately on that big stage, all the games were televised that's what yeah. made the team have to do something at the end of the day. No, that's a good point. Let's be real. If that bubble, if he goes in that bubble and they go six and two and make the playoffs, for instance, I mean, I, I don't know what their exact record would have had to been, you know, to overtake Portland or whoever, but let's just say they won six ball games, had a really good show in the bubble. Even if they didn't make the playoffs, do you think he could have had one more year? Could he have bought himself extra time? Um, it's possible. It's it, it's really it really is possible because uh, I was um, I was listening to a show locked on Pels and they they said he had such a good relationship with to a man to everybody that walked in the door but um, you know it just became and I know the fans have been clamoring for his exit for a while right. now, just the same way fans were clamoring to get rid of Monty for some strange reason I mean right. you know, yeah. No, you got a hey, you got a good point. See with that because we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. I mean, remember Gentry? I believe he's a North Carolina guy. You know, he grew up in that state. You got Brandon Ingram from Kinston, North Carolina. Zion, I believe, lived in North Carolina and South Carolina at different points. I think he's from Salisbury. But that's what I'm saying. You got some relationship there. I mean, think about it. you're you're a 22 year old kid and a 19 year old kid, and and you know you got a guy who's been around the game for a long time. You might have a really good relationship. You know, it, it's easy for fans to say, hey, whatever. But, I mean, let's say it's like, you you know, you've got a boss at work that you really like. You know his family. Y'all got a good relationship, but your store's not performing well. You know what I'm saying? And that person gets fired. You feel a certain type of way. It's not – see, fans don't get that. You know, they don't apply that nature. They, sometimes people put athletes on, on a different pedestal like they don't have feelings and personalities. You know what I mean? Like they're robots that are just great at sports. But these guys care, like you said, especially young guys like that. I mean, Gentry was – an ideal guy for this year. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got some fans jumping into the into the building with us. And I could see that we got J-Rod in the house who's saying he's not a dummy. <laughs> and we also got Gary Cuter in the house. And he has a comment. To, I'm going to post this so everybody can see. I don't know if everybody can see, but I'm just going to let you know what he's talking about. He said uh, Gentry never really was really a good coach with any time he coached. Only team he did good with. One year was the Suns, and that was uh, one year. That's a uh, Gentry's been to the playoffs three times in 20 years as a head coach. And, <laughs> that's uh, a bad number, man. Hey, yeah. see, that's a bad number. Bad number, yeah. You know what else is a pretty freaking bad number? The Pelicans, since they got here in 2002, we're the Hornets, everybody knows. But that, this franchise, the Hornets slash Pelicans, since 2002, do you know offhand how many playoff series they've won? I mean, it's, it's not very good. In, I think that you know that answer. What's that? I kind of lost you for a second. Uh, I think you know the answer to this. Yeah, it, it's you can count on one Two fingers. That's it. Two fucking Three. series in eighteen years that they've won. I mean, I, I just—it's it's not very good. I mean, I'll tell you this: the fans want a winner. I think they've got the right product. I mean, the, the young town—we've never had this compilation. Of young town, the closest we ever had was the Chris Paul, David West, Tyson Chandler thing. Um, but I'll tell you this, man: the next coach. We did an article on Tailgate504.com. We think it's between two guys. We've talked about this a little bit before. The what if Gentry got fired now that he is gone? We talked about Tyrone Lou, Kenny Atkinson, some other names. I think it's down to those two guys, though, man. I mean, do you see anybody else that would be a worthy, you know, replacement? Um. I mean, there's a lot of guys. Um, there's some guys in, in college that, uh, you know, that, that I, I would take a look at. Um, the guys that really intrigue me in college are guys not from the big programs because a lot of those teams are powered by superstars. But those guys, right. some of those mid-majors, uh, some of those lower-rung uh, teams, some of those low-profile teams, and take some pretty right. far to the tournament, you know, through yeah. acumen – through, uh, yeah. you know, uh, offense design, uh, defense design. Those guys are your true innovators in, in basketball. Those guys are just kind of given a blank slate. They don't uh, adhere to traditional rules. They, they kind of have to figure out a way to, to, to make a team a winner with, without the talent. Because, right. you know, when they're, going to, when they're going up against teams like Kentucky, they're going up against uh, – Yeah, Duke, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd say the, the Dukes and Kentuckys of the world are loaded with top high school prospects. You know, I mean, like Butler, I mean, Brad Stevens, for example. Like you said, I mean, Brad Stevens, look what he's done for the Celtics. Look what he did in college. What's that, Sid? I said uh, maybe a guy like Mark Few, if you can. if you can. He's if, an intriguing guy, man. He looks like an old friend of ours uh, that they used to hang out with named uh, James. But anyway, he's uh, an intriguing cat. Let me ask you this. What about, like, a Wright? I know Pat's mentioned Jay Wright from Nova. I mean, what you think about him? I mean, Josh Hart's a Nova product. They won a couple of national titles there. You know, he he's obviously, you know, a guy that's um, a possibility. Um, but but what, I mean, let me ask you this, though. But is Tyrone Lue the easy choice? I mean, we like Kenny Atkinson, and we know he's got a relationship with Trajan Langdon when Langdon worked with the Nets. But is Tyrone Lue just too easy of a call right now? I mean, is that the logical choice, given that you won a championship for Cleveland, 
while David Griffin was there. He got fired for going 0-6. I don't think he had LeBron. I think that was the home catch. That was the year when LeBron signed with the Lakers, right? He went 0-6 to start the season. The, the organization was a complete clusterfuck from what they say, and he was canned. But him, Griffin always had a good relationship because Griffin was already out the door. I don't know what he's really actually done. I mean, you know, that that that, that Cleveland team – you know, that's a Cleveland team was was pretty loaded with LeBron and, and Kyrie, you know, right. playing as the best Kyrie we've ever seen. And we haven't seen that guy since. Um, right. I just don't know. I just don't know what his um, honestly, what his credentials are. I mean, he, he, he had a short stint with, uh, with Cleveland. He kind of flamed out really fast. Um, well, I'm yeah. not on Jason Kidd. Uh, he, he and he has some some issues too. He had he had the rest uh, for uh, laying his hands on on uh, some domestic violence uh, accusations. So I don't know if you want to bring those uh, that kind of drama into into a young locker room. Um, yeah. Right. No, we don't want that, man. A good friend of mine, Felipe, brought up. Uh, you know, and and this would be a trailblazer, and, and it and it would be. It would be, you know, something that's way out in left field. Uh, a lot of people wouldn't see it, but what about Becky Hammond from the Spurs? A great She's got a lot. Really good acumen who's, who's learned from the best. Or the second. That's what I'm saying. You, opinion. It, I'll tell you one thing. Maybe it's not a terrible idea to give her a shot. I mean, this would be a groundbreaking move. You have Gail Benson, a female owner. You know, I mean, this is 2020. Things have changed in the world. I mean, you know, we see a lot of different things going on. I mean, women deserve every bit of empowerment that they get. And and a lady like Becky, you know, who's put in the work, who, who's strong in her craft, who's been under the best, like you said, Greg Popovich, to me, the best ever. I mean, I, I got respect for Phil as a childhood Bulls fan, but I still think Pops, to me, is the top guy. And I, you know, not to argue with that, but I'm just saying, to learn under that guy and, you know, to hear the things you hear about her, would, would that be, let's be real, Brandon Ingram's about to sign Max Steele. He's about to get paid. He's going to be here for a long time. Zion is going to be here for a while. We got a lot of control of these young players, contract-wise. Would this? I mean, would you give Becky Hammond say, "Hey, it's worth"? Uh, you know, you still got a team that's rising. I mean, everybody wants them to be a championship team by next year. That's still unrealistic. I mean, this team's talented. The next step is to make the playoffs, maybe win a series or so, and then maybe two years from now we start talking title uh, contention. I mean, we all want to win a championship every year. I got to be real. Would it be a good idea to give her this job now? Give her two years, three years to figure it out. I'll tell you what my opinion is. I'm just not a fan of the retread route. I mean, sometimes it works. It, it, it kind of worked for the Lakers, even though, um, you know, their choice uh, was the third was the third in, in line. Um, so it kind of worked in a roundabout way. But I just don't like the retreads like, you know, like Jason Kidd. Um, no, Jack. No, uh, yeah. I, I like I like you bring in a young assistant hungry coach. Or somebody from the college ranks that's an innovate that's an innovator. Um, yeah, I, I like I like I like for you to go, you know, go out a little bit in left field because going down yeah. the same, same retread path, you'll be in here, you'll be at the same position you are in a few years. You may have gone to the playoffs, you may have won a couple series, but to right. go to the top, you need one of these young, energetic, um, great, great, uh, great minds in the game. That that are just uh, that that are just un, unplucked yet, you know. We we've well, let's, let's be real. Seen how far? Let's you know, be real, Sam. Jason I mean, Kidd. who was Phil Jackson when he got to the Bulls? Who was Phil Jackson when he got to the Bulls? Who was 
Nick Nurse, you know what I'm saying, before he got to the Raptors. Eric you know Spolster. what I mean? Yeah, right. Spolster. I say Spolster, yeah. I mean, and we see Spolster could do it without LeBron James and Wayne Wade. You know what I'm saying? I mean, how good is that guy? You know? I, I agree with you there, man. I mean, so it's a good league, you know, and you got your retreads that continue to, to, to get a check and continue to push out, you know, 500 or a little bit better, better seasons that with teams that will never put, you know, in the second round. I mean, the, the thing to me, I'm going to lean. I, I like the Becky Hammond idea. I, I know Miami's got the assistant. His name slips my mind. I don't have any info. You might want to pull if you can pull up his name. But there, there's an assistant with Miami that's starting to catch a little, uh, you know, attention. Uh, like I said, we talked about a Mark Few, maybe a, a Jay Wright. But, I mean, to me, I still got a weird feeling they're going to lean towards Lou because Griffin has a relationship there. I mean, I'm not like I'm not saying that's the perfect move. I think Lou would definitely be a massive upgrade to me personally over Gentry. Um, like you said, this team just had too many fourth quarter possessions where like, no, nobody has a clue what's going on. The defensive scheme, the seven seconds or less basketball is great. But if you don't get back in transition defense, you, you can't win that way. So, I mean, you need somebody that's got a little bit of defensive game. Um, you know, you just need somebody that's going to be working the lineups a little bit better. I think Alvin ran with the wrong lineup way too long. We always talk about the timeouts. He never had opportune timeouts to stop other teams' runs. Um, there's a lot of things. I mean, I don't want to just nitpick on Alvin Gentry. Like I say he's had a nice career. He, you know, he's just not the coach that you're going to win a championship with. I mean, like I said, kudos to Alvin Gentry. He's had a great run in the yeah. NBA, but he just wasn't the guy to take us to the next step. The assistant coach for the Heat are Dan Craig and Malik Allen. Uh, it must be Dan Craig then, I believe. That's the guy. And what? what, what I think he's getting a little bit of uh, what's that now? And what are his uh, credentials? There's just been a little talk about him. I haven't really looked into him a lot. He's been in the organization, I believe, for a long time. He started out like as a video guy, if I'm not mistaken, and he's just been there. He's learned from Spolster. That's why a lot of people like him, I guess. Spolster being one of the elite coaches. I think they, they're looking at it. He's modeled himself after Eric a bit. So, I mean, I think people are saying, hey, maybe he's a hungry guy. He's been in the right organization at the right time. In Miami, the last 10 years or so, it's been a really strong organization. We know the championships with LeBron and Dwayne Wade and those guys. And then right now, I mean, Miami's a little bit of a, a runner in the East. I mean, they could be a, a top four team in the East for sure, you know, as far as uh, championship odds. But, um, yeah, man, I, I don't know, man. I still think it's going to be Lou. Do you have any predictions, man? I mean, you just want to go out of left field? Um. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with uh, Becky Hammond, next coach of the Pelicans. Um, awesome. I, I think she comes from a great pedigree. I think uh, I think you can sell that to Gail Benson. And uh, Absolutely. it will become very apparent very quickly whether, whether she can, uh, you know, uh, get the respect of these uh, these players. I think it think. Hold on, go ahead. I'm sorry, man. No, I mean, oh, you, you, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm, I'm behind a minute. My, um, I had a little hesitation on my end. No, I mean, but hey, the, um, agree I, I agree with you, man. I, I don't think Hammond's a bad bet at all, man. I, I would be okay. I would certainly be okay with that. And I'll say this: I think if you look at this roster, as far as the character of these guys, look, man. I mean, the Pelicans—they're an easy team to fall in love. With, you know what I'm saying? They're an easy group of guys, very likable group of guys. I'll say that. I mean. Look, man, that's not always the case with certain rosters. I mean, we had fucking Eric Gordon, and nobody can stand the motherfucker here. <laughs> Let's be real. I mean, are we cheering for him when he made a three? Absolutely. But fuck Eric Gordon. We never liked that guy. You know what I'm saying? These guys, you know, from Zion to JJ, 
you know, to Brandon Ingram, everybody. I mean, the Drew Holiday. I mean, everybody loves Drew. You know what I'm saying? Josh Hart. People are becoming huge fans of Josh Hart with his hustle, you know. I mean, this is a well-liked roster. And I'll say that I think these guys are good personality guys. John, I think they would embrace a Becky Hammond. You know what I'm saying? John, I think they would be all in. Some teams, John, unfortunately, might not be. You told me for two years that Josh Hart was a bum. Now you love him. It's amazing. Well, I think he was a bum. It's amazing. I think he was, think he was a bum. I just didn't know how good he was. I mean, the guy, the intangibles, I really respect. I, I know some people hate on Josh Hart, and I can't stand it because I love that guy. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be a, a nice – James Posey type piece for a championship team soon. Exactly I really believe that. he was. He's a he's a really good rotational guy. Yeah. No, I mean I never hated him. That Alonzo, I still got. I don't know, man. That's another topic. Lonzo, Lonzo, I'm ready to take out to the woodshed. Goddamn, Lonzo's like fucking. He's like the crazy girlfriend you hooked up with one minute. You think in marriage, and the next minute you think like, goddamn, I need to change my phone number. Hey, you know what I'm saying? I told you the guy's streaky, and when he's hitting threes. He's a very usable player. Uh, I don't know what happened to his defense. Apparently, he got into your system and forgot how to play defense at all. Um, but if he can hit, but if he can hit thirty-seven percent, I think uh, you know he has a he has somewhat of a shot. And let me make an announcement real quick because uh, I see some people popping in with some comments. Uh, Mister Facebook user, uh, you should get a, a notification when you when you come into the uh, into the chat which allows you to make yourself publicly viewable so I could see exactly who this is. I think this yeah. may be the Coach Pat Riley, but I'm not 100%. We're still sure. having issues with the new format. I mean, a lot of people are catching this, but I know they're still – and like I said, it's going to take time to iron this out. It's not the exact Facebook Live like we used to do. It's a, I love this system better. It's Once we all figure it out, it's going to be just killer from here on out. But I, I've heard some people tell me the same thing. They've had a little trouble, but – it takes a little science, you know what I'm saying? It takes a little effort in there. Yeah, and if anybody knows how to how to do the dope producing or know <laughs> something about computers, we would love to uh, work with you on a pro bono basis. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, man, speaking of which, let's transition a little bit. Saints training camp, dude. What are you hearing out of anything good out of training camp? I mean, we're just talking position battles. I mean, I heard P.J. Williams has looked pretty good, um, playing a little safety, playing a little corner. Um, you know, uh, we're here. Uh, Traquan Smith looked a little more refined in some of his downfield routes. Uh, uh, the little uh, punt return, a kick return, what's his name again? Deontay Harris. Deontay Harris has looked pretty good. Um, I don't know if he, he, that uh, some people like him for uh, WR3, but um. You know that that probably would limit his uh, punt and kickoff return. So you know he's probably right. still slot in as the the wide receiver four. But um, right. But uh, Traquan's looking like he's pushing for wide receiver three, which would be a um, which would be a, a really good thing as uh, seeing as the the Saints in, involved and you know put some good draft capital in him. Uh, so hopefully yeah. they can take a third year breakout from him because uh, I think that's what the Saints are lacking. I mean I. I I still like I still like Taylor Gabriel. He's still just waving at everybody. I think he's gonna he's gonna just wait it out and go to a good team, or he might be injured. Something we don't know about. Um, but yeah. uh, I love the guy's tape. Um, I can't say enough good stuff about him as a wide receiver three. Yeah. Well, I, well, Andrews Pete, man, we're hearing about another injury with Andrews Pete. I mean, and, and you know, he got that fucking massive contract. Andrews Pete has turned into the new Eli Apple. 
for Saints fans. I mean, I think he was kind of that guy before being a high pick. I think he was like 13th overall or somewhere in that line uh, that year we drafted him by Stanford. But, dude, Pete seems like he's always got a nagging injury. I don't hate Pete so much for his performance. I, I like – I think Andrews Pete's a pretty gifted guy. I know some people are going to tear me up about what happened in the playoffs with Everson Griffin and those guys, Neil Hunter. You know, ripping him a new asshole, but Jerry. I think he's a solid guard. I think he really is. The problem to me has been the injuries, man. And the Saints gave this guy a shit ton of money, and for a guy that always seems to have a lower body injury, a wrist injury, a, a shoulder, something's always nagging him, and that scares the shit out of me. Because yeah, I mean, you can't afford these injuries in the trenches like that, man. Especially when you got a second year guy and a rookie playing right there next to him. I mean, let's be real. The offensive line is a position inherent with injury. I mean. Guys are getting right. ripped up all the time. You got you got defensive players, you know, falling into guys. You got their own teammates, teammates falling into guys. You got uh, running backs trying to run in between, stepping on guys guys' ankles. So I mean, uh, the the beautiful thing is the Saints have more depth at the offensive line than, they, than they've had in recent years, especially on the interior. Um, yeah, Nick Easton. Tackles always a concern. Tackles always a concern. It's hard to get good tackles. Um, right. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Pete uh, seems like he's always hurt. Uh, you know, um, uh, another problem that they that the, the Saints suffer with Toronto Armstead. I mean, maybe it's just it's just hard to get a tackle that can stay healthy uh, in the NFL period. Maybe so, man. I'll tell you, that makes – I'll tell you one thing. Ryan Ramchek's agent is just sitting there fucking counting money right now. I mean, you know what I'm saying? He's like, hey, when this guy hits a free agent market, be ready to fucking pony up, guys. You know what I mean? How good is that guy? And he don't seem like he ever, you know, has anything wrong with him. I mean, Ramchuk's just a fucking horse, man. I mean, as great as he is talent-wise, I mean, the dude's durable as all fuck too. I mean, look, let's let's go. Let's. We, I know we said we're gonna talk a little divisional breakdown. We could kind of run a little quick express breakdown of the NFC East if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you want to go from the bottom up? Let's go bottom up, man. I've got a. Uh, I'm going to bring him up, man. See, this is how we roll, man. We like fucking Eminem and 8 Mile, man. We like fucking P. Rabbit. We going, we didn't rehearse this shit or nothing. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to just talk. I'm going to get your take on the Redskins. I got the Redskins, obviously, as fourth. I mean, I, I love Ron Rivera. I think he's going to transform that. Order. Well, they're not the Redskins. Let me first off say that. They're the Washington football team. I don't know what they're called. The name is gone. They've done some things. Ron Rivera was the best thing that ever happened in the organization. They have the worst fucking owner in the league, perhaps, and Dan Snyder. He's a complete sack of shit. But yeah. Darius Geis, Darius Geis, let me ask you this. Are they not an interesting team, though? They're going to be in last. I do like their front seven with Ryan Kerrigan. I love Chase Young. I think he's going to be a star. Jonathan Allen. They got some real talent on that front they, seven. They are super intriguing. I mean, Dwayne Haskins, I mean, he looked bad at times, as did, you know, as did the other uh, NFC's quarterback. You know, both of them looked bad, but he got better as the season went on. And when you consider the fact that the 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 incumbent for, the incumbent coach didn't even want to draft the guy, they wouldn't even let him practice for him to come in midseason and not look like Ryan Leaf is amazing with a with a whole crew of rookie receivers. I mean, they didn't have any receiver on the team that had any kind of experience uh, with McLaurin, Steven Sims, Kelvin Harmon, all these guys. Are, and, you know, you can't trust a rookie to save your life. Uh, to, the fact yeah. that did anything with those guys, you know, had a 300-yard game against a bad defense. But um, uh, I'm intrigued to see what he, he can do. They said he came in really good shape, uh, lost a lot of baby fat, and is entrenched as a starter. I mean, 
Alex Smith is obviously in the room. I think he's more of an inspirational guy. Uh, I saw right. him the other day, and he's still limping. And, I mean, to put that guy on a football field, you know, that that's a that's a death wish. I think he's going to be more of a coach on the field. He may not even make it to the to the final 53, or he may be right. like, uh, the third-string quarterback. Um, but, I mean, now you got more seasoned receivers. Um, yeah. Obviously, they lost Darius Geis, but they never counted on Darius Geis. They lost Trent Williams, uh, but they didn't have Trent. Yeah, that was a big fucking blow. Yeah. Without that guy. Um, yeah. But I'm intrigued. Uh, Bryce Bryce Love is an interesting guy. He ran for 2,100 yards in college, uh, was the second in the Heisman Trophy ballot. Uh, a little bit undersized, but um, he looks like he can step right in and and, and, and maybe do something. Because <laughs> they need well, something to run the ball back here. You know AP's going to get his 20 carries a week, at least for a fourth of the season. I mean, you know it's done, right? I think I just threw up a little bit, man. With that Frank going through. You know through. what's going to happen. Three I'm ahead, just saying. Staying ahead of that down and distance with nothing exciting happen. That's when you That's when you turn uh, turn into another game when he's running the ball. This is what I don't like about the Redskins. Bad offensive line. They lost their best player. I mean, they got Brandon Sheriff or whatever. He's still there. But Trent Williams is gone. I thought Darius Geis, if he could have not just been a complete asshole this offseason, I really was big into Darius Geis having a, a year that turned some heads. I really believed it. I thought – he was a gifted guy at LSU. The injuries have obviously bothered him early on in his career. But that's a big loss to me. Darius Geist, when he went out the building, I think it's going to affect Haskins a little bit now. I, you know, Haskins, like you said, I, I like what he did. I wasn't in love with what he did last year, but I like given the circumstances what he did. But to me, this team, I think they're going to have some fun guys. They're going to get a lot of sacks. Their secondary is not going to be very good, but they're going to get a lot of sacks, I believe. They're going to make it interesting at times. I think Ron Rivera will turn his team around, turn his organization, which has been a dumpster fire, around. I think in two years, this team will be in a much better place. Um, it doesn't happen overnight. They're going to lose double-digit games without a doubt, in my opinion. I think they're 5-11 and 11 or so this year. I give them four or five wins at best. Yeah, but it's good that they finally got a guy that can go into the locker room and can't command some type of respect. Yeah, Gruden was a fuck stick. Yeah. Uh, speaking of guys that are going to try to come in and implement a system and and try to come in and um, you know demand respect, the guy that um, that learned from uh, the goat, uh, Bill Belichick, Joe Judge, uh, uh, coach yeah. the the third ranked team, and I agree with you on these rankings, except for at the top, the, the bottom two. Are, obviously, this division is a tale of two yeah. of uh, you know the the haves and the not haves because because. Uh, the Giants, uh, I think, are, are another team that are that are that are working in that under five hundred territory. They bring in Joe Judge. Uh, you know, he used to uh, he's an assistant coach with the New England Patriots. He's coming in pretty hard nosed. He's he's not taking any shit. Uh, you mess, right. you run in laps uh, till you throw up. He doesn't give a shit. Um, he's very detail oriented. Um, what do you think about the Giants? I like the judge move. I like the, I like Daniel Jones a little more. You know, I, I think Jones. I know. He, you know. Well, let, let me just put this out there before we get get too far into Daniel Jones. Uh, What's that? Twelve interceptions, eighteen fumbles. He took thirty-eight sacks in thirteen games. He needs to clean that up. No, I mean he's a he was a young guy. I think the offensive line was pretty terrible. I don't know if that line. I mean the line's not totally bare. I mean with Zettler and you know Hernandez. 
They have some quality, and Nate Solder's not going to play. Solder has played like shit anyway. That's been a terrible contract. So they might actually be better without Nate Solder, the former Patriot, who's opted out because of COVID. I look, man, I'll say this. I think if he's got Evan Ingram healthy, Ingram to me is like a top five talent position in tight end. If Ingram can be healthy, Saquon Barkley is the most gifted running back in the league. Let's be real. We love Alvin Kamara. We love McCaffrey um, as a player. But I think this guy is obviously the best in the league talent-wise. Golden Tate was suspended early on, too, last year. If Golden Tate, from day one, I mean, a good after-the-catch guy who can run solid routes, Evan Ingram could really create some matchup problems from the tight end spot. Barkley is a beast. If the offensive line could play a little more up to its potential and with a new offensive system in place, I think Daniel Jones will have a much better season. Defensively, they were a fucking train wreck. I don't think it'll change overnight with that. He still has a lot of holes there on the defensive side of the ball, but they did get younger. Um, you know, Janoris Jenkins is now a saint, you know, since late last season. So, I mean, they went, they got rid of a lot of older guys. Alec Ogletree's gone. I like the Blake Martinez signing from Green Bay. He'll be a solid inside linebacker, do all the fundamental things, good instincts. James Bradbury, to me, is one of the most underrated corners of the league. That's a huge loss for Carolina. And I think you put them in with Jabril Peppers and Leonard Williams and Gold and those guys. I think this could be a, a defense that's on the rise. They're not there yet, but I like where they're going. So, to me, the Giants. I see like a six or seven win team that, you know, nobody's going to want to play because there's some guys on offense that can really hurt you. It depends on, but Daniel Jones is the ultimate X factor. I mean, he's got to play better. If Daniel Jones really improves his game, I mean, his team could play with eight or nine wins. You know what I mean? But I think they're more like a six win, seven win. My friend Jerry, team. the Giants, all they have is Barkley and Ingram if he can stay healthy. Um, I like the, I like the receiver crew. It's kind of like in line with, uh, with a lot of receiving crews. Uh, you know, I see. I see. They might have three number two receivers. Um, that right. At any given game, they could step up. You got Golden Tate, all around uh, good receiver, good after the catch. Uh, you got Sterling yeah. Shepard, who's uh, you know, a, a maven with his route running and and provides some athleticism. And you got Darius Slayton, the closest thing to a guy that looks like a number one receiver. And yeah, he played really well down the stretch. Like, to go along yeah. with uh, Barkley and Ingram. Now, I don't know if Ingram's going to play, um, ever be healthy. Um, I've already heard some rumors that that he that he he's in he's had an injury that's that's still a little ways out as far as he shouldn't probably play uh, right now. But um, uh, they got an interesting team. Uh, I think they're still you're know, still a draft or two away from really competing with the top two teams. Um, well, and you have uh, and and you have it. Um, you have it, uh, Dallas won, uh, the Eagles too. I had a flip flop. I think the Eagles are going to win the division. I think the Cowboys are going to finish in number two. Um, you I might- really like the Eagles. You know, I'm a big Carson Wentz guy. In my opinion, I still think Carson Wentz, I think he can be been healthy. Right. I mean, look, Dak Prescott's getting all the attention with the year he just had and the contract. And I look, Dak's improved his game. And I'm always like Dak. I've said this back. Since, you know, Mississippi State, I always thought he'd be a better version of Cam Newton, you know, than Cam Newton. I thought he had some similar attributes. Obviously, the games are a little bit different, but I always said, hey, he's a better version of Cam. A little better fundamental-wise, uh, more of a better head on his shoulders, good demeanor, love the guy's character. But some about Wentz, I just like, a, I don't know, man, like, it's it's hard for me to take Dak over Wentz. I just, I don't know, something about Wentz, man. I mean, he had that year where he was going to be the MVP when they won the Super Bowl. He got hurt. That year, he was out of his mind. 
I mean, he was the best quarterback in the league to me that year. He was like Mahomes was the last couple of years. I'll tell you what I like about Wentz better than Dak. Uh, so far in their career, I, I just tried to work a little bit better with the game on the line down the stretch of game. And part of that may not even be Dak's fault all the way because Jason um, Garrett, yeah. Jason Garrett, you know, instead of going for wins, he would kick field goals down the stretch of games. And, you know, Dak in turn would be sitting on the sideline watching the other team go score a touchdown, you know, by um, calling the calling the uh, calling the game like a scared child, which you know now yeah. Giants are going to have to deal with. Um, but in my opinion, uh, the, the thing that separates the Cowboys and the Eagles—I mean, both of them are really talented teams. Uh, right. Some of them have some holes. The Dallas with the, the with defense. The I, I see the holes on both defense. Um, the Philly, Philly, uh, you know, some soft spots in their secondary. Uh, linebacking core uh, receivers are young. Um, yeah. But the, the difference to me is uh, the coaching staff. I mean, the Eagles yeah. have a coaching staff that is embedded, that's been working with this team for a few years now, quite a few years, with a Super Bowl under their belt. And right. the Cowboys have a whole new coaching staff. And I think that just takes time to develop, even though – if you I do, put, I do you like McCarthy. I probably would say that the Cowboys are a little bit more talented. I just can't. Right. I just can't pick the experience of that Philadelphia Eagles coaching staff and proved out last year. That, that's that's exactly you know. Well, that's see, exactly what I'm giving it two more wins because of Garrett being gone. I think McCarthy is a good enough coach where I think he'll get those two extra wins. I'll say this: they both have massive holes. They're not going to. Neither one of those teams is going to threaten. I, I think they could possibly beat somebody in the playoffs. But I don't think either one of those two teams have a shot at getting to the Super Bowl. Um, the Cowboys, that secondary is going to be a fucking disaster. I'm sorry. You, you lost Byron Jones. You lost Keith. I, I don't believe that high Clinton Dix and Trevin Diggs, the rookie out of Alabama, is going to replace that. The big loss up, up front didn't have a great pass rush last year outside of Quinn. I mean, not, uh, yeah, yeah, Robert Quinn. Um, and now you got Gerald McCoy, who they brought in, already done for the season, towards ACL. They got Everson Griffin, which I thought was a good move. But now they're going to have to really depend on Griffin. They're going to have to get creative with him up front. They need Lawrence to step back up. Van Der Esch is a beast. Uh, you know, uh, Jalen Smith, I mean, another great player. But the offense is great. Don't get me wrong. Dallas, on paper, offensively, is elite. I mean, with Ezekiel Elliott, with those three receivers, with a great offensive line. I think they will miss Frederick. I know you've talked about it in some previous podcasts. But I give them just enough edge. And I like Philly, man. Um, I do, but Philly, the problem with me is that's the, the secondary to one step forward and two steps back because Darius Slay was a great pickup, but I don't know who the, what the fuck they're going to do in safety. I mean, they moved Jalen Mills to safety. They lost Malcolm Jenkins here to the Saints, which we love. Um, the linebackers are one of the worst linebacker groups in the league, if not the worst. The front four is really good. Fletcher Cox, Malik Jackson, they got, they picked him up. Hargrave, you know. They got some good players up front. Derek Barnett's got a guy that we're still waiting on a little bit. But offensively, the receivers scare me. I love the running back situation with Sanders and Boston Scott, the best tight end duo with Ertz and Goddard. Good line, really good fucking line. These are two of the best lines in the league that we're talking about with those two teams. And I love Wentz. But I'm going to give Dallas one more win, and that's why I got them going in playoffs. Philly could be a wild card, though. No doubt about that. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Philly. I just, I just think uh... – 
I just think they're just a more well-oiled machine at this point. Dallas has more well, more talent. If you put them on paper side to side, you can't deny that Dallas has more talent. But I just uh, right. I just always I always see the Eagles find a way, and that's a team that always gets better as down the stretch of the season. That you know they they stumble yeah. a little bit out of the out of the opening gates, but they're always you know right there. They are a tough out. You know, come down the stretch of the season. And, you know, maybe that secondary gives them problems in the playoffs, and maybe that's why they can't advance, you know, past maybe one win. But I, I just – I just uh, that's, that's, that, that's my deciding point, and, and that's, that's my decision. Philadelphia Eagles. Hey, let me ask you this. Those, those receivers, I think it's – we talked about it in the article a bit. I really think those receivers could flip-flop. I mean, right now on the depth chart, I believe it's Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson as the top two receivers. I really think – and I think they need this to happen – I mean, they'd love to see Jeffrey healthy and Jackson healthy. I think it will make them better. But if I was a fan of the Eagles, I would hope Jalen Rager and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside take those positions and well, run with them. Well, Rager, real. Well, Rager, Jackson. well, the beat robbers, the, the beat writers are, are loving them some uh, Jalen Rager right now. They they are just like, you know, they're just like nutting all over the place just, just talking about him, saying yeah. he's, he's playing every position, in, you know, as a wide receiver, you know, X, Y in the slot. He's they moving them all around. I think they're gonna find a way to really use them and uh, you know utilize their first round pick because they really need him to 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 break out and 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 be good. So they have anything at receiver. I mean, they got Greg Ward who who you know he's a guy. He's just a guy. He, he's yeah. a third receiver. You got Deshaun Jackson who can stretch the field. But he's not. Dependable. I mean, when he plays, he, he produces, and you know that'll be one or two games uh, in 2020. Uh, <laughs> then, I did nothing in in 2019, so you hope he can do anything, right. or he's just a, he's a bust. Uh, they really need. Yeah, he's they really need Jalen Rhaegar to to be as good as advertised, and uh, I'm a fan. Yeah. Well, they, they invested two high picks in consecutive years on those guys. So, to me, if I'm an Eagles fan, I would hope big time that they would just run Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey, you know, out to retirement at that point. I mean, they, you know, if I'm saying a white side or a thing or whatever he calls himself, J.J., I'm going to call him that. I would just say J.J. and Jalen, if those guys can kick some ass to go with Ertz and Goddard, yeah, they're going to be a nasty offense with those running backs as well and that great offensive line that they have. Um, but I don't really like – look, I think it's going to be a really tight race. I think the Eagles and Cowboys are great rivalry for the years. It'll come down to those two again. Um, that's pretty much the way that's going to go, man. But uh, I guess we're going to come back Thursday. Uh, we're, we're hoping to have Soul Saint on, man, from the Hootah Podcast. I do a show with him as well. You've been on there Soul as well. So we would love to get Soul in the house. I would have let him yeah. do the podcast, but we don't know his email, and he's not my friend, so. I know at least one or two people you could delete right now, but we'll leave it at that, man. <laughs> Good time. Coming at you. All right, man. Back at it Thursday. <laughs>